I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. Jackson and Joe Polish and welcome to a after the crazy genius network annual <laughs> event uh, podcast and we have a very special guest with us on the line who we've actually uh, did an interview with before in the past and it's Mr. Chip Franks who's in uh, you know the Austin Texas area Chip how are you I am doing great good well first off Dean why do we have Chip on the line here I don't know what's going on I don't know. I don't know how we got on it either. It was just, I think we were talking about it and then he was right there beside us and just felt awkward not to include him. You know, they yeah, don't want anybody on, on these calls now. <laughs> yeah. Well, now no, we're, 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 we're saying calls, but it is a podcast, but none of us are in the studio right now. We're actually all on the phone because this is the best we could do. Uh, and, uh, so here we are. But no, the the reason that Chip is uh, with us is because you've got some really cool updates you're going to share. You're right in the middle of doing an Indiegogo campaign for Joe Volunteer, which we would like everyone listening to immediately go to Joe Volunteer. Well, go to Indiegogo and type in Joe Volunteer uh, and and take a look at the this really cool model that is uh, being launched to help lots of people. Um, I'll have you explain what Joe Volunteer is in, in a moment in case people have not listened to the previous episode we did with you or heard me talk about it on, on different episodes. But, um, you know, Dean, I, before we get into that, Dean, I mean, why don't you uh, update everyone with what's up with you yeah. and what's going on and what we're going to talk about. I mean, today. this was this was awesome. We ha- I just got back from Phoenix, um, came out to so you do the uh, the Genius Network event, and what an amazing event it was. It was so great to just connect with everybody. Uh, you know, the thing that always amazes me about these events is that, you know, they just keep getting better and better. Like, I mean, even just in recent memory, like I'd say even in the last five years, you know, that event has grown from being, you know, uh, maybe a hundred-person event in New York to now, how many did we have there in uh, Phoenix? 330 or 40 people? Uh, 330. Yeah. And just, I mean, the amazing quality of the conversations that go on there. That was, I I was telling somebody else about this, that we were sitting um, at lunch with somebody and we were sitting and just listening, you know, the, the there was a group of, uh, you know, office mates all having this kind of lunch beside us. And the topics of conversation were all like reality TV and their personal politics, you know, of all the, the people that are going on there. And it struck me the contrast of what happened. So on the night of the end of the um, event, you and I had dinner with Chip and and Alex Epstein, who wrote the the moral case for fossil fuels, and Dan and Babs and um, and Genesis Rothblatt, and the, the the conversation, you know, just struck me. Here we are 
having a conversation about something like the moral case for fossil fuels, which led into a whole thing about philosophical frameworks. And then Dan bringing in, and we're talking about this idea of, of wanting what you want and then shifting conversation to Joe volunteer and making a, an impact on the world. And it just, that right there struck me as the amazing polarity between what happens in the real world and what happens at a genius level, genius network level of conversation. I mean, you're having just so much better, more valuable, more meaningful, fulfilling conversations in every way. That's, that's just right. one of the, that's just, that's just what surrounds the event, let alone the actual content of the people who are, uh, who are presenting. I mean, from all the 10 minute talks, the people who are giving talks that have, you know, these are people who are used to doing multiple day events that people pay them lots of money to come to, to condense all of that down into 10 minutes of incredible wisdom um, and to share that with, uh, with people. Some of the ideas that came out of the 10-minute the talks were just phenomenal. I mean, we had so many great um, New York Times bestselling authors that were sharing. I mean, um, and then Tony Robbins and John Paul DeJoria and this whole, you know, it was really interesting. I, I really like we we had a great episode with John Paul DeJoya. He just is such a down to earth guy. And what what struck me about that is that here's a guy that you know he started with in his car basically. He told the story even on our podcast of basically getting to the point where he's living in his car with his son and selling the uh, Paul Mitchell um, you know hair care products basically salon to salon to get that started. But he knew that he was in a business that was creating customers. And I think that when you really get that idea that it's not just a one-time thing, I mean, he's selling something that once you turn somebody on to being a Paul Mitchell um, user, that they're going to continue to repurchase and repurchase and repurchase. And he's done that again and again. He did that with, with uh, Paul Mitchell. He did that with Patron. Did that with now with Rock Mobile, where they're all, it doesn't matter how small you start, because you know that with each month, it's getting better and better and better and growing as you're gathering customers. But just the humbleness of not, um, being afraid to start at the bottom. You know, so many people right now we see they want, they've got these big ideas, grand visions, but nobody is willing to start going door to door, building relationships to build a foundation on something. They want to go instantly to a level where they're this big, mature, uh, mature company. And so I think that there was a lot of wisdom in that it's just listening between the lines of it right right no i i agree you know and even even as an aside i to, to this day anyone that would ever 
want to dramatically improve their mindset and their ability to be a marketer and be influential and be persuasive uh, and to really get through, build stamina would be get, get yourself a position doing sales, even if it's for a mm-hmm. short period of time. You know, I mean, there's a lot to be said in, in this. It's kind of dying in so many ways. You know, the day of the door-to-door encyclopedia salesperson is kind of, you know, history. Uh, but, you know, cleaning supplies or, uh, you know, and any form of multi-level, which, you know, you know my opinion on multi-level. I'm not a, I'm not right. a huge fan of, of, of multi-level, although many good products and services are sold through you know, a direct sales or multi-level, you know, sort of uh, framework. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer of lead generation where you have people that are asking and raising their hand versus going out to cold prospects. Right. Now, that, be- that being said, you know, I-, I remember selling Kirby vacuums, which, you know, and literally going in and, and, and using pressure is what you're taught, you know, do not leave yeah. the house until, you know, someone, you know, cover every objection you can sell them. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't like putting people under pressure. Uh, what, what it did though, is it, it literally puts you in a position where giving the choice of eating or starving, most people will not starve. And right. when you, when you're put in a position where you actually have your, your back against the wall and you have to produce a result in order to survive, you get good. And, and I mean, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many people that be, try to become information marketers or be, try to become authors, speakers, and teaching how to, how to, uh, you know, achieve a result, be it from teaching a parent how to, you know, how to talk to, uh, you mm-hmm. know, how to be a better marketer to how to get in physical shape. And there's a lot to be said about someone that really has done it for themselves where they raise themselves from, you know, from failure to success. Yeah. And then, then they're teaching it versus someone that's watching other people do it and saying, Hey, I want to be a speaker like Brendan Bouchard. I'm just going to go do that. But they, you know, but they've never really have done anything other than read a book or w- whatever. They didn't have to go through a bunch of shit. And I'll tell you, I mean, I think, you know, people are like, well, how did you successfully sell stuff to carpet cleaners? I've been asked that question thousands mm. of times. And I'm like, well, cause I was one of them and I yeah, was dead exactly. smoke and, and I understand what it's like to struggle. I understand what it's like to spend two years learning about chemicals and carpet fibers and going to get training and going to conventions and trade shows and knocking on doors and cleaning restaurants at three in the morning and cleaning shitty apartment complexes that don't pay you for 90 to 120 days when they have no electricity and there's cat urine in the carpet and it's 120 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're in doing that and being broke and still not having any other options except figuring out how to you know, get more business by knocking on doors and handing out business cards and then having to do the hard manual labor after they've said, yeah, we'll have you, you know, and by having done that, it put me in, I understood the mindset of the, of the carpet and upholstery cleaner out there. Who's a hardworking person trying to get by and struggling. And, but it was the face to face selling. It was being in the trenches that taught me what it is. I, needed to know to have an awareness of the struggle and yeah. the pain that people go through. And if you're going to be like, I'm going to teach people, I'm going to lift people to a higher consciousness or I'm going to transform oh, people. Man. people. I'm going to try and yeah, rem- remove their suffering or whatever. Yeah. The whole, I heard a comedian talk about how the importance of stress 
and how we're supposed to feel stress. Yet we take all these pills and stuff to not feel it. But he's saying stress is how the rent gets paid. You're supposed to feel nervous that the rent is due on Monday so you get out and do something about it. You know, it's yeah, yeah. So funny because he said if our ancestors, if our caveman ancestors had access to the pharmaceuticals that we had, we would not, we'd be extinct. If the last thought in the last man alive's head was, man, that tiger looks like he's coming right at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, G- give you a Prozac, you know. Yeah, exactly. uh, now, that's, now, now uh, Chip, what are your thoughts on all of this nonsense? Is you sitting there listening to me? Uh, in, in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, oh, now this is great, and actually, I I agree completely. Like the door to door sales, I actually did that throughout college. Door to door sales with it, and that is hard work. And I guess you know it too, Joe, because you've done it. And I think Dan Kennedy talked about it, and he said that uh, direct sales prepares you extraordinarily well for being a good marketer because marketing is essentially uh, sales on a, on a mass level. And you know it's And if you're talking to somebody face-to-face and convincing them to take an action, I mean, that is an extremely valuable skill to take and, and uh, to multiply it uh, through your marketing. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, let me let me say let me say something to that. Can you well go, go ahead and continue your thoughts, Chip? Because you just reminded me of something I want to say. No, go ahead, Joe. That's fine. Okay, so like um, one of the things for years when I would uh, do seminars to service businesses, mostly carpet cleaners, but all kinds of different service businesses, you know, because in the late '90s, uh, you know, I, once I learned marketing, I was using 24-hour free recorded messages and consumer awareness guides, and then in the late '90s, every uh, major phone book in the United States had one or multiple versions of free recorded message ads influenced by my marketing and my advertising and my licensees and all of my cleaners and, you know, different, different companies and, and in industries that were using my stuff. So we had literally millions of dollars being generated out of phone books for clients using 24 hour free recorded messages to educate you know, people on how to, uh, you know, hire a carpet cleaner or karate school or chiropractor or pest control service or heating air conditioning service or home remodeling. I mean, just a whole variety of industries that I was, you know, had licensees in that were selling, you know, uh, my marketing strategies. And what I would do when I would do these, you know, one day seminars to people, they, they would always talk about how they had their logo or they had their company name or they had, you know, their phrase, you know, like in carpet cleaning, they would say things like, we don't cut corners, we clean them, you know, as if that's going to freaking make people flock to do business with you. Uh, but that's the sort of stuff that happens in almost all industries. There's, and, and today, there's this heavy emphasis on, you know, build a brand, build a brand, look good, you know, what's your brand, your personal brand. And I, I'm, I've never been a big fan of, you know, brand for just the sake of build a brand, meaning, uh, if you don't have any substance or integrity or results producing products or services or, you know, value creation, even if it's in the form of like, you, you know, you're, you sell freaking, uh, you know, uh, let me think of something absolutely ridiculous. You, 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 you sell coffee mugs that are, you know, designed to have your, you know, what do you call those things? Like trinkets and trash where they have like your name mm-hmm. on pens. I mean, I mean even, even right, if right. it's just, stuff that's purely entertainment, like Halloween costumes or whatever. Let's say it doesn't transform the world or cure a disease or whatever. You know, there's no matter what the product or service is, there's this emphasis on, you know, build a brand, build build your brand. And what I would say to 
when you're saying uh, about the uh, direct sales preparing you for for marketing on a mass scale, going back to the original you know definition in the early 30s of uh, marketing from who was it? John E. Kennedy. He said uh, salesmanship multiplied. Is that who it was, uh, Dean? I that mean, was uh, Albert Lasker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I said, you know, so, what, what is what is uh, you know what is marketing? It's salesmanship multiplied. And what I would say to these these companies, I said, when you're when you go to a door to door and you're going to knock on the door, let's say you're going to go to a residential home and you're going to try to sell. Mr. and Mrs. Jones carpet cleaning when they open up the door. So, you know, you knock on the door, they open up the door. I go, would you just stand there with your company name on a big cardboard sign and you would smile and say, ah, look good, carpet cleaning, pointing your finger here. Look, look how, you know, I go, that's the equivalent of, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, what would you expect a salesperson to do? You would expect a salesperson to ask questions, talk about the benefits of, of what you offer. You would, and you wouldn't say no matter what happens at 250 words, after you've uttered 250 words, don't say anything else. Shut up and don't say anything else. I go, you would never put those sort of restrictions on a salesperson, but you talk to all of these people that are quote-unquote experts in marketing and advertising, like yellow page reps or someone in a magazine or newspaper, because back then there was no internet. So when I was you know, talking about yellow pages, that's how we generated business. And so today it's no different. The only thing that's changed is the delivery systems in the media and the mediums that, that are actually used to convey messages, you know, call it social media, call it websites, call it, you know, Twitter, call it whatever. But, you know, basically you wouldn't put those types of restrictions on a salesperson if you're expecting that salesperson to go out there and sell. But people did it to their marketing all the time. They would say, well, you don't want to clutter up your ads. You don't want to have long-form sales letters. You don't want to have a bunch of words. You want it to look really clean. You want to have your company name. You want to have your logo. You want to, you know, just share your brand. And I'm like, you know, how many effective salespeople do you know? Like, you you take a a very well-known brand like Nike. I mean, could you imagine if you went in one of the, the, you know, the Nike shoe stores and there's a salesperson in there, or just a person that's not even called a salesperson, just someone there that works there that's supposed to help. And they didn't even say anything except say shoes, just do right. it. You know, I mean, if they just like said the logo, would would anyone buy? Well, I mean, it's right. like, why would why would the Apple, you know, Apple, which is probably the most respected brand uh, in the world, Coca-Cola is probably the most well-known brand in the world. Let's just take the Apple stores, which did massive amounts of things for, for Apple, uh, you know, if people just went in there and there was no one to actually educate them and they didn't do the workshops and Steve Jobs didn't start doing the keynote presentations and all of the education that Apple provided, the, the really well done videos, I mean, how well would those Apple stores have, have, you know, done with selling computers if all they did was rely on their brand? And so the, the mm-hmm. point is, when you go out and learn how to sell, what you're learning how to do is how to interact with other human beings and you're learning what their obstacles are, what their, you know, objections are, all of their questions, all of the things that they don't know. And when you're putting yourself in a position to go out there and convince people until you actually can learn, like what you say, Dean, a compelling offer is, you know, 10 times more powerful than a convincing argument, you would be very well served to convince people until you actually learn how to structure or do things so it's compelling. Now, if you're one of those lucky people 
that never have to sell face to face and you just simply intuitively get it and you know how to weave together the right words and you go into a niche where everybody already wants it and supply and demand is on your side and you have all these advantages, great. Maybe you can shortcut all of this stuff, but even if you're one of those people, literally, if you spent two weeks going out and, and like everyone that's listening to this, you know, unless they're millionaires and they don't give a shit about more money and they don't care about making more sales, whatever. If, if you're actually someone trying to get ahead in the world and you really want to do something that most people don't have the, the stamina, the courage, the, the balls, and this could be male or female to do, if you literally went out and gave yourself two weeks to do a face-to-face selling position, selling anything, I swear to God, two weeks from now, if you actually did that, you would have insights and understanding that you, will, you could spend 10 years reading books about or going to seminars about that will not give you the same sort of perspective that you would get from literally in the trenches, going door to door, face to face, commercial, residential, whatever, simply trying to sell something. Well, I think the important thing is being face to face with people. You look at even the greatest infomercials ever. I mean, um, you know, Kevin Harrington talks about this, that the, uh, you know, when he found the guy doing the Ginsu knives, which was one of, you know, maybe the first infomercial that was out there. It was a guy that was doing that demonstration at a fair and doing it to a group of people, an audience of people. And so he had honed every single word. He could visually and really see the reaction of people. He could see what drew them in. He could see what lost their interest. And, you know, honing that in the presence of your real um, your real audience is the key to making something that you can then um, can and clone. You know, no matter what, being in front of of people is the ultimate feedback. You know, exactly. I mean, be it be it. You know, if you go into say Costco now, people that are in other parts of the country, they might not even they have any idea what the hell we're talking about half the time when I talk about stores or certain right. sort of products or services, Sam's, but suffice Sam's it. Sam's Club or, con, yeah, Sam's yeah, Club Costco, or Costco. Like, or. If you go to a, 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 you know, a trade show or a fair, or you see someone doing Vitamix demonstrations or right. vacuum cleaners or giving out food samples, you know, any, any place where someone is actually trying to demonstrate something that, you know, if, and if you really want to even learn how to sell, I mean, watch, you know, QVC, watch home shopping, yeah. watch oh, infomercials yeah. and study what these people are doing because some of the greatest salespeople are carnival barkers. I mean, you just, mm-hmm. these people that are out there because they're not going to eat if they don't get people into there and, 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 and extract their money. And, and the more that you actually watch people that are in the money extraction business that are selling something that nobody even really needs, that's why I think like, you know, right now at the time we're recording this episode, there's the Arizona State Fair going on. And I love going to those things because not only do they have the, you know, the piece of crap, you know, teddy mm. bears, all the stuffed animals and stuff that they, you know, that they are, people are trying to win, but they actually have all kinds of booths where people are demonstrating everything, yeah. from, you know, yeah. jacuzzis to landscaping. And I mean, God, it's, it's just such a smorgasbord of marketing lessons 
sitting and watching who is successful and who isn't, who's doing lead generation, who's really standing there waiting for people to come and talk to them versus people that are out there in the aisle willing to have people reject them, willing to look annoying to some people. But, you know, those are the people most likely to go home with, you know, and you're going to spend three days there and you can either sit on your ass and wait for people to come talk to you because you're timid or you don't like this sales stuff or whatever. And if you really don't do that, you shouldn't be, you know, at trade shows. But, you know, basically it's, I, I will go to those things all the time and just pick up so many marketing lessons. Yeah, and I've been, absolutely. I've been doing this shit for, for years. Hell, I, I mean, yeah. I even sold, you know, trade show packages to, you know, carpet and upholstery cleaners and restoration companies that teach them if you're at a trade show, here's the banner, here's the lead je- generation mechanism, here's how to capture emails, you know, here's all the stuff that you do, here's, you know, give away a, you know, educational materials from, you know, sign up to get a consumer awareness guide physically mailed to you to email to you. Here's a free recorded message flyer. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, but a lot of people just sit there, you know, and their best strategy is a bowl of candy, you know, and let's see if people walk up and take a bowl of candy. Yeah, which isn't a bad idea, but you should have something more than that. So if all you have is a logo and you've got nothing else behind it or you're trying to build a brand, but you don't have that other aspect of it, it's kind of like having a car with no that looks really nice, but there's no engine. And that's where people get all confused with the brand thing. They actually think I'm against brand. I'm not against brand. What I'm against is thinking that just putting something really nice or appealing or having a jingle or having some some something that quote unquote positions you but you don't have any substance behind it you 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 don't grow a business that way and and if you're just going out there trying to get followers on Facebook or you're trying to get views on YouTube it's it's the electronic equivalent of getting a bunch of people that quote unquote like you or follow you but if you don't have a call to action if you don't have a way to put them in to what it is you're ultimately selling that's going to put money in your bank account and put value or results in theirs, you know, you can be very well known and broke. And so, you know, selling is where it all comes down to. Now, going back to, you know, having just done this event, you know, people are like, you know, how do you get 330 people at $10,000 a person and you sold it out? You know, I mean, we sold it out. I know how. I know how. How'd you do it? No, how did I do it? (laughs) I know how you start. You start almost 20 years ago inviting six people to your office in Phoenix for a brainstorm pretty regularly. That's how you start. Exactly. What people don't, and I I mean, that that is such an important thing. That's where I was going with what Jean-Paul DeJoria was saying. How do you build Paul Mitchell into this multi-billion dollar brand? You start in the trunk of your car going door to door to the salons in Southern California. That's where, that's how you start. And what people don't appreciate or understand is that what we witnessed in Arizona with 330 people and Tony Robbins and John Paul DeJoria and all these, you know, billionaires and New York Times bestselling authors and everybody there, that's not a one-off thing. That's not something that happened overnight. We're looking at, I always use this analogy of that. We're looking at a 20-year-old oak tree that's beautiful and magnificent and has maturity. 
And a lot of people want to plant a seed and then water it a little bit and instantly have that 20-year oak tree. You know, but the the way to start that is to, you know, that's the old saying, right? When's the best time to plant an oak tree? Is 20 years ago was the best time. But the second best time is today. You know, start by doing the thing that you can do today with the vision of what it's going to look like in the end, you know? Yep. Yep. Exa- exactly. Guys, I just wanted to add to that too, because we were talking about John Paul de <laughs> oh, Julia. Sure. What and are you doing you... here? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about John Paul de Julia and it, one of the things that I, that I really took away from this is we're, uh, him being a, an encyclopedia salesman for two years and developing that mindset. Something that just shocked me when I heard this was that he said he wasn't able to pay his bills until two years in the business on time and not pay off the bills, but actually pay them when they were due. And it took him mm-hmm. two years to get to that point. And I was just thinking about how many of us as entrepreneurs or whatever would have already given up or moved on to the next bright, shiny object by then. But he did that. And it does take time to build the business and get it started and, and get it running. So I just say I was very, very impressed with him, but that he, mm-hmm. he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and see, the thing that that our listeners need to be careful of, uh, and and I need to be careful of this too, because it's very seductive and it's very appealing, and it will cause you to be delusional about what is required in terms of the setup in order to have the conditions. Is that what you see featured all the time? in magnificent ways is the the rare unicorns in the world like a mark zuckerberg or you know the the individuals that just right land on something and it becomes not only very successful or they're very young or, or it's a very new company now certainly with technology you can accelerate things uh and and cut years off the you know the learning curve and the progress production with technology. I mean, you can scale very quickly uh, and do things that it took us years to do. I mean, j- just from just from the standpoint of, I mean, Dean, when we were first doing marketing, if I wanted to do a direct mail campaign, first, you know, we'd have to write the offer, oh. write the letter, then we'd have to get it printed, then we'd have to put stamps on it. You know, for mm-hmm. instance, when I first created my consumer guide to carpet cleaning, which I still tell that story, the reason that I still tell that story and probably always will is because if you can't get the psychology right, the technology is not going to fix fucked up psychology for you. So, That's you know, true. it's kind of like what what Steve Jobs says is the Worldwide Developers Conference in 1997. He said, first, we, we focus on the, the technology then we, then the, uh, you know, the psychology, um, right. you know, we get that, we get that part right first. And so what happens, uh, is, is people, you know, see all of these, these, you know, people that do things very quickly and they actually, they, they, they almost develop it, you know, and I, the best way I know how to describe it, I think it creates an entitlement sort of mm-hmm. attitude or, or expectation like going, well, hell, mm-hmm. You know, this person just did this, you know, these guys created an Instagram and sold it for billions of dollars. You know, I mean, I don't, 
you know, what am I doing here? I'm making 30 grand a year and I'm working my ass off. I'm just going to go do that. And the challenge is they keep trying something, keep trying something. Then they, they never stick with anything. Like you were saying, Chip, like John Paul DeJoria, they don't stick with it. And then, you know, they, they end up feeling like, wow, you know, life is really unfair. And, and, and they really believe that. I mean, they really believe life is, is unfair. And I'll tell you, I mean, life isn't different. I mean, life is unfair in some ways. People may be unfair, however you want to call it, but life is life. I mean, you know, it's just what it is. And mm-hmm. so the, the, the thing is, is what I'd like to convey with all of this message here is have realistic expectations and simultaneously be a big thinker and simultaneously look for things that are short in the, the learning curve. I mean, the message I'm conveying here is not work your ass off your whole life and then you're going to be successful. The message I'm conveying is, you know, it's, it's a whole thing, uh, you know, work hard, work hard versus working smart or, you know, work, work smart, not hard. You know, smart people actually work hard on smart things. And so right. work hard on smart things. And that doesn't mean work hard continuously with no time off, with no rejuvenation for years on end. I mean, I'm not a big believer in that message either. I mean, I'm a big believer in, you know, do things that you certainly know are either producing a result. And if it's not produ- producing a result, identify that early on and keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. Or if you're not producing any result, shift into different gears, change the message, change the market, change the product, change the service. But certainly, you know, one of the best ways to look around is, is this, yeah, you know, you've heard me tell the jet ski story before where I was mm-hmm. in my car cleaning business, dead broke, frustrated, and I'm searching for another industry to go into. And I come I go on a jet ski trip and a really successful multi-million dollar real estate investor you know, who I was talking with, you know, cause he was wealthy and I wasn't. And I said, you know, you do really well in business. I'm in this cleaning business. I want to go into another industry where I can make some good money. Do you have any recommendations? And this is of course, before I learned marketing, uh, I was kind of just lost trying to figure out what to do here. You know, I'm doing hard manual labor, going broke, can't pay my bills, uh, going deeper in debt on credit cards. And, you know, the, I'm talking to this guy trying to get some advice from a successful person, you know, when I'm in my early twenties saying, what are, you know, what do you recommend industry? I go to thinking that the solution to success is not what I'm doing in the industry I'm in, but what opportunity could I go into that would give me a better chance of making money? Because certainly I was playing a losing game. And he said to me, is there anyone in the carpet cleaning industry making uh, money? Anyone in your industry making money? And I said, yeah, there's a couple of companies in the Phoenix, Arizona area that are doing well. And, you know, but they've been in business for a long time. They're well established. You know, they have a good name recognition, you know, all that sort of bullshit excuses. And I go, I'm certified. I've gotten trained. I don't use bait and switch, you know, and I don't, but, you know, they've been around a long time, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, well, you know, if there's other people making money in your industry and you're not, there's nothing wrong with the industry that you're in. There's something wrong with you. And I continued to make excuses. And then he said, well, look, you're like most people. You think the grass is always greener on the other side. And if you think you're going to go into another industry to make money, you're going to spend another six months, another year, another two years learning the technical skills of another industry so you can go out and repeat the same bad business habits that have caused you to be a failure in the one you're in right now. And it was that non-motivational speech, but reality <laughs> that, that he said that, that made me think, well, you know what, 
like he's right. There's other people that are doing well in the same exact thing I'm trying to do well in, and I'm not. They know something that I don't. And he said, what you need to do, young man, is you need to learn fundamental business skills. And until you learn fundamental business skills and apply them to the business you're in or whatever business you're you're going to go from industry to industry, jumping around your whole life, and you're never going to succeed in anything. And that's when I made the commitment to myself that I'm not getting out of this business until I figure out how to make it work. Because if I don't figure out how to make this work and other people have, no matter what I go into, I'm going to carry with me those that ignorance, that, that not knowing what the hell to do. And so I, it was because of that commitment that I gutted my way through figuring it out. But what it, what it did though, was that conversation allowed me to see the world through different lenses and it allowed me to say, I am asking the wrong questions and I'm looking for the wrong thing. I am blaming my industry. I'm blaming my customers. I'm blaming my circumstances. When in reality, these are opportunities here for me to figure out what the hell to do and when I, and, and so, the, so the, the point is, if you're in an industry or a business, like people are like, you know, you can't make money selling books. Do you know anyone else making money selling books? Well, then obviously it's not the, it's not the book industry that's messed up. Maybe you're a shitty writer. Maybe you're a shitty marketer. Maybe you're writing about shit no one cares about. You know, so maybe the title of your book is terrible. You could have a great book, but a lousy title. I mean, there's a ton of amazing I think books. There's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, a no, lot of that. And there's a lot of, and there's a, 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 the only asterisk that I would put beside that entire philosophy is having the awareness to realize that, uh, you know, I just want to be aware of saying, you probably wouldn't say that to a person who's in the cassette tape duplication business, for instance. Correct. Where Correct. the industry is dying, where everything is gone digital, where you're moving, as long as you're in, as long as you're on the train that's the, where that industry is headed, then yeah, that's uh, absolutely right. But sometimes just having the awareness to recognize when sometimes it is the wrong train, you know, but. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, certainly like if you're in the, you know, horse and buggy business, like you ain't going to be doing very. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, I, I would be very, I would be very, concerned if I was in the auto industry right now, if you're not paying attention to what Tesla's doing, as an example, you know, things like that. If you're in the taxi business and you're not, and you think Uber is just a a flash in the pan. I mean, you know, there, there, there are certain things that you just have to pay, pay attention to. Okay. So all of that being said, everything we talked about, like if people truly want to get on a path, then keep listening to what it is we're saying. Go out and maybe get yourself a sales position. As far as the the, the conference, over the next, uh, you know, follow-up episodes, I'm going to actually publish some of the, uh, you know, some of the things that were learned, some of the lessons that were taught. I'm actually doing a live cast on uh, Tuesday, November 17th, where we're going to actually play highlights of the uh, the speeches that, uh, you know, took place at the, at the uh, you know, uh, annual event. And I'm going to do it with Dean Graziosi. We're going to do it live at his office. And if anyone would like to um, participate in that, then get your butt registered uh, at this website. We'll also put it at ilovemarketing.com. And so go there and sign up for this right now. It's genius. If you're listening to us on iTunes, the audio version of this, and you're not on ilovemarketing.com to click on the link, so I'll just give it out right now. Go ahead and write this down. It's Genius Network Events. 
geniusnetworkevents.com, geniusnetworkevents, with an S, geniusnetworkevents.com forward slash livecast, L-I-V-E-C-A-S-T. So geniusnetworkevents.com forward slash livecast. That's Tuesday, November 17th. It will be at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and it will be live and it'll be, you know, an hour to 90 minutes. So block, you know, give yourself a couple of hours uh, because it will be awesome. And you will see how we're going to show some of the live episodes. And I'm going to put together a package uh, that will have like videos because people are like, how do I get access to, you know, some of the stuff? And we're going to package it up with some r- really great stuff. So if you want to participate in that, uh, check it out. And that will be our live cast. So that's that's uh, that's happening awesome. on now. On that. Now, what I'd like to do, we did something really cool at uh, the uh, Genius Network event, yeah. and we, a lot of people recruited in, into this, and it all started on episode, I think it was 186, where me and you did a podcast about what we learned from Peter Diamandis' Abundance 360 event, and I talked about how I wish there was, uh, I was in a nursing home, and I saw a, you know, lonely uh, person and I literally got choked up and I was with my girlfriend and I went in the corner and started talking with her and about how, you know, I felt empathy and I felt sad because how many people have lost their husbands, their wives, their loved ones, their families don't go visit them. They may not have any family at all. And they're in a nursing home and they're sad because they're just alone. And, um, I think one thing that's helped me be a, a good marketer over the years is that I have empathy and I, 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 it, I cannot stand seeing people that are suffering. And the problem is there's so much suffering in the, in the world. Uh, you know, what do you do about it? You know, you, you, how do you, you can be spread so thin? And we talked about different ideas and I said, you know, I wish someone would create like a match dot com but for you know volunteers people that want to volunteer in nursing homes animal shelters disaster relief recovery clinics because i'm such a big believer in helping people with addictions and um you know any sort of organization from uh, children's hospitals to you know anything that would need you know uh, volunteers and that there's all these people that want to volunteer but trying to find who needs volunteers or if you want to you know, call people, it's really difficult to, you know, have organizations that need the help, want to help, but there's all this bureaucracy involved in just linking them together. And, and if someone could create like an Uber for volunteers, so people that want to volunteer can find places that need it uh, on an ongoing basis, or if there was a, a, a massive storm or an earthquake or whatever, you know, how do you, you know, corral, all of these, you know, yeah, all these human resources that are sitting there. And part of it is if you feel depressed or anxious or you're an addict, I mean, one of the very best ways to help yourself out of a mental funk is to go and be of service to other people. And I, you know, we've known this and we, you know, it's been proven that, you know, one of the best ways to get out of your own head and feel better is simply go and help someone in need. And so Chip uh, Franks, who's on the line with us, you know, is an avid listener to I Love Marketing, and he hears that episode, and he has a son named Alec, and, you know, the short version of it, and, you know, of course, Chip can tell it better than me, is he has a son named Alec, and he he literally would take Alec to hug stations in assisted living homes, and, and his, you know, son with Down syndrome would, you know, hug the, you know, the people there, and vice versa, and it would make you know, everyone feel better. And so he had a real affinity with this because he knew, you know, plus Chip is just a really caring, nice, sweet human being. 
And mm-hmm. so he wrote up an entire business plan, uh, you know, registered a URL called JoeVolunteer.com, named it after me uh, because of that episode. But the whole premise is any average Joe can be a volunteer. And he sent me this whole full-blown business plan. And then I l- loved what he had written up. He, he thought through this thing in such detail about how do we start it and beta test it in the Austin, Texas area, and then how do we build this nationwide, and then hopefully how do we turn it into this global platform that helps reduce so much human suffering in, in the world. And it's all in the, in the starting phases. And now there's an Indiegogo campaign that is live right now as we're doing this. And, and we announced it and played the video uh, that is, has me in the video and has Chip uh, telling the story and it's a short video and it's on Indiegogo right now. And we are raising $50,000 to uh, build the app and to start this thing. And so I want to just let everyone know, go see it, go look what we're doing and, and what comes out of an I Love Marketing episode where someone like Chip takes action for something really that is, is, is built around, you know, benefiting humanity. And we would love to have you go and either support it if you could. And if nothing else, go look at the video and share it. I mean, anything from Twitter to Facebook, uh, you know, any, any sort of social media you can do, email your list, anything you can do to help share it. And right now, at the time we're doing this episode, uh, we've just passed the $30,000 mark in terms of contributions to help fund this thing. And for every dollar that is invested, two people will get the app. And so that's my spiel on it. But, you know, the people at, at um, the uh, Genius Network annual event, uh, literally uh, many of them have donated. Peter Diamandis made a, you know, a thousand dollar contribution. David Bach, uh, who we recently did an episode with, made a thousand dollar contribution. Mike Koenig's made a thousand dollar contribution. So we're, uh, even if you can only do a dollar, any, any amount would, would be helpful. But Chip, uh, why don't, I've said enough, why don't you tell, your version of this and, and anything that you'd like to share with uh, the I Love Marketing listeners about Joe Volunteer because it's twofold. One, I want to get this thing funded and I'd like to involve everyone in I Love Marketing. But secondly, in the midst of this, if we have a successful campaign, which we will, we'll come back and do a follow-up episode sharing with people how we did this for people that have a for-profit, non-profit, benefits corporation, whatever, any cause, product, service that you want crowdfunding you know, we can come back and actually do a future episode sharing what worked and what didn't work so that all of our listeners can actually learn from what we're doing here. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Joe. And actually, I wanted to throw uh, Dean in with that, too, because Dean contributed a thousand bucks as well. And uh, we really appreciate that. And actually, while we're doing this, this, this podcast, uh, we just got a, a donation from JJ Virgin. It's kind of cool. Nice. So yeah, that, that just awesome. rolled in as, as well. But, uh, Folks, if, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, one of the things that we learned, and, and we will talk about what worked and didn't work, but yeah, I think that there's a, a lot of uh, gap from listening to this podcast on your phone or in your car. Yeah, I usually listen to it on my car, but uh, from actually saying, hey, I want to listen to this, or this is a great idea, let me go take action on it. But there's a big gap between hearing that and actually getting to a computer screen and being able to do that. So uh, one of the things that we just did is we set up a, a text uh, way to do this. So if you want to get involved or hear about this or become a Joe or just uh, or see our Indiegogo campaign, if you can pull out your cell phone and obviously don't do it while you're driving, but if you're at a light or something, if you text the word Joe's, J-O-E-S, 
to the number 38470. Uh, just do that and uh, it will ask you a couple of questions real quick and then it will get you all of the information and we'll send you a link to the Indiegogo campaign. And I ask that you take a look at the video on it and just see what it is. And, and uh, I don't want to ask for your money up front, but if you see it and it resonates with you and you like it and you like the idea, then uh, please consider donating to it. And one of the things I'll, I'll tell you about this is that every dollar that we get is cherished. And we will take it and we will stretch it and we will make it work. And we're very resourceful with what we do. And we'll never throw money at a problem that can better be solved with resourcefulness. But every dollar that, that goes towards it will be creating this app and getting it out in the Austin, Texas area. And we're trying to get it to 100,000 people initially just in our test market of Austin. And again, that $50,000, that means every dollar that, that someone donates, two people get the app. And if you stop and think about that, that's two people that are out doing good and, and volunteering with people and easing human suffering and it, there's, you know, I, I'm biased with this, but there's really not a much better use of money than, than being able to, to help other humans with, with something like that. So, the, yeah, that's, that's what I, I'd say with it. And, Joe, I appreciated getting to, to talk to the, the, uh, the Genius Network event with it. The people there are just amazing and, and just willing to help out and do a lot of things with it. And, uh, you know, and, and this, you're, you guys were just talking about, how something is, uh, how sales and building a business can be difficult. And I, I can tell you that part of me as an entrepreneur, uh, I want this to be big and I, I want it to help a whole lot of people, uh, but it is hard work. I mean, it's tough and you expect things to happen faster than they do sometimes, but we are not giving up on this. And, uh, and it's going to keep going and it, it will be a global deal. To where awesome. it is a, a way of life for humans to say, you know what, let's go out and help someone else this weekend. You know, are we going to see a movie? Or are we going to, you know, go go to Bob's house? Or are we going to volunteer? And you'll be able to open up your phone and, and say, well, the animal shelter needs help, uh, the veteran center needs help, and, and be able to do that with your family and make that a way of life. I mean, I, I honestly think that, that we can change the world with this. Yeah, well, I'll, okay. I'll tell you. Yeah, th thank you, Chip. And, you know, can you give out the uh, text number one more time so that people, Absolutely. if they want to? Yes, you need to text Joe's, J-O-E-S, to the number 38470. Does that work and, only in the United States, or does it work in Canada or just the U.S.? You know what? Uh, that, that's actually a question I, I don't know. I think that that's a United States number. So okay. for, for those of us that are international, if you do go to JoeVolunteer.com uh, right now, while the, the crowdfunding is going on, there will be a pop-up that will take you directly to the crowdfunding as well. So if you are overseas, there's actually, if you sign up to be a Joe, and of course that's Joes are what we call our volunteers to, to go out and help people, you'll be on the list to know what's happening and uh, when the app is available and it's ready, then you'll be one of the first folks to, to be able to download that. But uh, if you go into there, it does have international numbers, and we can set it up with that as well. Yeah, and you, you know, so thank you, and I and I do want to reiterate to all of the um, all the listeners out there. You know, this is something that, in the midst of learning marketing and building and growing a business, there are some projects that uh, are are so important that I just 
not only want to be a catalyst to get them off the ground, but I, uh, I want, you know, to, uh, you know, just to do them because I feel like they need to be done. I mean, it's like a lot of the stuff I'm working on behind the scenes right now is creating the documentary on addiction, helping other people that have platforms to help people with addictions to help, you know, because I think, you know, addiction is the modern form of human slavery, the way that addicts are treated, the way that many of them are imprisoned, uh, ones that haven't committed violent crimes, people that simply, you know, they're, they're, they're addicts. And through Joe Volunteer, you know, there's a lot of ways to actually help that. Uh, but even if you're one of these people that, do, you know, has, doesn't have really addiction, you know, in your family or close to you or in your own life and you, and you don't resonate with it, if you can think of all of the different forms of, of human suffering that require other people to, you know, help, uh, if you're ever depressed, if you're ever suicidal, if you're ever in a really bad place, you, you know uh, if you've done this before, that anytime you find someone that just simply needs help and you can direct your efforts to them, it, it helps you. In many cases, it, it alleviates it. And I've said this a million times, sometimes, you know, a gym membership or going and volunteering will, you know, be more valuable than a therapist because it, it puts the focus on right. you know, ser service to someone else. And, and now, obviously, different people have different levels of of some people have really bad mental conditions where they cannot function without other people's help. And if you're ever one of those people that have struggled, you know, I certainly have where, you know, you just don't even want to exist anymore. And someone has helped pull you out of that, or someone has been there, you know, how valuable that is, especially those of you that have supportive friends or supportive family members. But there are millions of people that don't have access to that at all. And they don't have money and they don't have resources and they don't have capabilities. And then there's children and then there's animals that, you know, are put in situations that are, you know, horrible. And we want to, we just want to eliminate uh, as much of that or at least ease so much of it. And I know this uh, can do a huge thing, but, but it requires marketing. It requires telling the story. It requires building the technology and chip you know, literally in the midst of running his own business, which is a real estate business, you know, he's devoting uh, a tremendous amount of his time in his life because, you know, in the same way that I devote a lot of time to, you know, my, you know, passion projects, this is something that just, you know, needs to be done. And, you know, that's the beauty of, of entrepreneurs is they don't just watch a movie about some human condition thing and say, oh, that's really sad or, oh, more people should do something about it you know, he's actually doing something about it. And so we're all doing something about it. We, we just want to ask you to do something about it and use it as an inspiration for whatever your thing is in your life. You know, there's a model out there. There is a, there's, there's a, a, a list of things that need to be done, conditions that you want in your life in a setup that needs to be done in order to do it. And together, you know, we want, uh, you know, we want to help collaborate as best we can and, and bring people together to, you know, make shit happen. And so that's what we're doing with uh, Joe Volunteer. And we hope you, you, you know, support it. And we also hope that it inspires you to not only be a Joe, but to also look at, oh, you know, I didn't even realize you could create something like this. And as you see us create it, we want it to be you know, a role model, uh, you know, what's mm -hmm. funny, human, human beings look at other humans as role models. I look at 
cool businesses as role models. If I see mm-hmm. someone do, doing something really like like all the marketing that me and Dean have been teaching on I love marketing for you know going on what we're going on like five years now, Dean. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, we have talked about model after model after model, and there are people that have become millionaires that have never bought anything from us simply by applying the strategies that we give away for free on, on I Love Marketing, and those are models. And so I want you to mm-hmm. look at the models that we're doing and say, hey, you know, how can we you know, do this here? Because frankly, I feel really good when I see people take our ideas and go and do something useful in the world with it. And uh, so therefore, that's why I don't have any qualms about inviting people to come, you know, on Joe Volunteer and, you know, make a contribution. If you've gotten any value from I Love Marketing whatsoever, like let's say you've listened to this and you're like, shit, I've learned something from this podcast. It's been worth, you know, $1,000 to me easily. You know, donate, uh, or not donate, mm-hmm. but contribute, contribute you know, a thousand dollars to this. Uh, or now if I want to start getting all capitalistic here, buy our stuff. You could also do that. Too. We're <laughs> or not, both. We're, yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not opposed to that either. I'm not, I'm not, not at all. Clear. <laughs> you know, I have to, as we're talking here, Joe, I think a great episode that um, I'd like to do with Chip is to spend an hour specifically applying the eight profit activators to Joe Volunteer. To kind of get see how I would approach a marketing standpoint of getting um, something like the Eight Profit Activator, creating a, a blueprint for an organization like Joe Volunteer. Can you do? Would you like to do that without me on the the episode? Because I, I'm all for, I, I would love that. I think that would be really useful yeah. for yeah. only Joe Volunteer, but useful for the listeners and. And also, you know, it would give everyone an opportunity to not have to listen to me babble for like, you know, piping in I, and interrupting. I, <laughs> happy to have you on, but I'm happy to do it without you. I mean, I think it would be a good, um, I think it would be a good episode that would be instructive just on how to think about applying the eight profit activators to a specific thing. And it'd be very helpful for, um, you know, to create a blueprint for uh, for Joe volunteers too. I I, well, guys, I, I, I would be honored to do that. So okay, I'm I'm definitely up for it. Well, perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that well that will be done then. Uh, I'll let you guys plan that logistically, and then we'll go from there. Now, yeah. I'm getting ready to fly out of town because I'm going to speak at a Dan Kennedy conference. And so by the time everyone listens to this episode, I might have already done my talk. But uh, yeah. either way, um, any final things you guys want to say uh, on this episode? Well, I don't think I need to tell you this, but give Dan a big hug because you know he loves that. Right, of course. <laughs> Dan can. Yeah. I'll, 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 try, I'll try to have – I'm trying to see who's going to be there. We, we could really mess with Dan Kennedy, but, uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. And then AJ, the uh, CEO of GKIC, actually yeah, attended, attended the uh, Genius Network annual event. Um, and loved it, of course. And uh, yeah, and so uh, and anyone who's listening to this that was there at the event, I really appreciate it. It was it was the highest level marketing event that had ever taken place in the history of the world. And the ne- next year's event, if anyone wants to attend next year or get on the waiting list, it will sell out months in advance. Uh, just go to GeniusNetworkEvents.com and just uh, sign up and you'll be notified. It'll be October 3rd and 4th, I believe, are the dates. 
in, in Arizona uh, for next year's event. I'm going to give out the live cast um, uh, link one more time so you can register for that. It's geniusnetworkevents.com forward slash livecast. And that's taking place on Tuesday, November 17th at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, go and right now, if you haven't done it, uh, you know, if you're in America, uh, text Joe's to 38470 and uh, check out Joe Volunteer. And if you are not in the United States, go to JoeVolunteer.com. And while the Indiegogo campaign is active, you'll be able to watch it. And if you happen to listen to this uh you know, episode many, many years from now, look at Joe volunteer and become a, become a Joe, any average Joe, male or female. And if you can't contribute for whatever reason, financially, you're not able to, or or whatever, uh, please share it, uh, with people. We would, you know, we would really appreciate it while it's fresh in your mind right now, post it on Facebook. Uh, go, what's, what's the uh, Facebook page for Joe volunteer? Uh, it's JoeVolunteer.com on Facebook. So if you just search Joe Volunteer, then we have a Facebook page for it, and uh, we share a lot of good stuff on that. Yeah, exactly. Any famous last words, uh, Chip? Well, actually, you know what? I, I just wanted to go off script a little bit here and talk about the the network, the Genius Network event, because I, I know that you guys, obviously, you go to all of them and you've been to it, but this is my first one. And I've actually seen the the events on DVD, and I, I got a lot out of them and took voracious notes with it. But I, I can tell you, uh, as someone that's uh, an outsider coming into it, there is nothing like being there. And I got to rub elbows with, with people that I consider my heroes, like you, Dean, and Dan Sullivan, and Tucker Max, Naveen Jane, and Steve, Steve Sims. I mean, just all kinds right. of people. And what, what's really cool about that is you see – the, the people that have actually done it, that have gone out and built beautiful businesses and that are doing great things in the world. And it just, it makes everything real to you. It makes it visceral like, hey, this can happen. And I can tell you that just coming back from that, I've been so motivated and on fire uh, because of the things that I learned and the people I met, really the people I met is, is just fantastic that uh, my business has already taken off just in, in the short time I've been back from it. And see, I just, I really appreciate that. And I'm glad I got to go to it. And folks, if you're listening to this, please put it on your goal list or uh, go to this live cast, obviously, that, that Joe's doing so you can learn a little bit more about it. But really, uh, make every effort you can to go to it because it, it uh, can be and actually it will be a life-changing event for you. Awesome. awesome. I appreciate it. Well, thank you guys. And so thanks to all our listeners. You can subscribe to I Love Marketing on iTunes. And uh, until next time, uh, go out there and be awesome and have a wonderful day or night or whatever time it is in whatever part of the world you're at listening to. I love marketing. Take care. (laughs) Bye, guys.